Hi, and welcome to the podcast, His Hands in All Things. My name is Leighton Evans, and I am the host. Our main goal for this podcast is to receive insights from my guests and myself about times that we have felt the Lord's hands in our lives. I hope that this episode will touch you spiritually, and you will be able to connect with this guest. Again, thank you so much for listening, and please enjoy this episode. All right, friends, welcome to another episode of His Hands in All Things. Today, I have a very special guest, a very good friend of mine named Michelle Squire, and she just recently returned from the Washington Everett Mission. She loves reading, dancing, and eating unhealthy things. These days, you will find her substitute teaching, choreographing, or submerged into the latest Brandon Sanderson novel. She loves learning about people and places, especially through traveling and literature. Someday she will make it to Iceland, write a book, and learn to play the accordion. Welcome, Michelle, to the podcast, and thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. This is really cool. Awesome. So we were kind of talking about before we talk about on the podcast times that we felt the Lord's hand in our lives. So is there any significant time in your life that kind of stands out first? That is a really good question. Um, I think there's so many experiences that could be summed up by that category of just recognizing God's hand in your life. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is just this morning. Um, I had a pretty late night yesterday and waking up this morning was a little bit hectic. I had not set an alarm. Um, my phone was like almost going to die. It was like the most frantic morning. Um, I'm running out the door. I'm late to work. I'm calling the school, telling them that I'm going to be late. And it was like one thing after another, that things just fell into place and my day just worked and it shouldn't have, but it did. Um, I wasn't in trouble with my job. I wasn't in trouble with the school. Um, Getting there should have taken closer to 45 minutes. And I somehow arrived with like 25 extra minutes to spare, which was good because turns out I went to the wrong school. And so that gave me enough time to get where I needed to be. And then once I arrived there, there was like construction happening in the middle of the school. And so it was like impossible to get from one end to the anyway, one thing after another somehow it was okay. And every step along the way, it was just so obvious to me that it was orchestrated so perfectly by God's hand because I was not in control and I just had to let him take, take the wheel, right? Let Jesus take the wheel. So that's just a little example. I feel like, um, I see moments like that so often in my life where every light is green and that never happens, right? Things like that. Um, but when you say, I guess, big experiences, being a return missionary. um, That is where a lot of maybe my bigger experiences are coming from. I think there is a stigma associated with missionaries and spiritual experiences where we almost expect missionaries to experience things on a level so above the rest of us and that really special things or big moments are reserved specifically for the full-time missionaries. And um, I guess before I hop into some of those experiences, I just wanted to say that that is so wrong (laughs) that anyone can have meaningful experiences and that missionaries are only um, 
focus on those, I guess, because that's what they're looking for, right? They're praying a million times a day. They're doing everything right, theoretically. Um, and so they do receive a lot of those experiences, but they should not be specific to missionaries. We can all see moments like this in our life. So I just wanted to say that, I guess, <laughs> before I maybe share a few things from my own mission. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is there was a day <clears throat> we had been um, in the pandemic for a little while and just reminiscing about that beautiful period of time when the world shut down. And for missionaries, it was it was extremely difficult. We didn't know how to be a missionary anymore. And um, the assignment that I had at the time made it a little bit difficult to spend any time finding. I was um, actually given the opportunity to work as a social media leader, basically constructing new missionary work for my entire mission. And so it became a very uh, tedious <laughs> task. We were working so hard every day and so little of our time was spent towards finding new people to teach. And it became really discouraging to be a missionary and to not even be teaching lessons. And my companion and I could both kind of feel ourselves wilting a little bit. Like we just wanted to be real missionaries in our minds, right? Real missionaries. So we um, prayed and we prayed every day, but we prayed really hard one day. And then it wasn't just praying that we fasted. And then, and then we got a priesthood blessing. We're just like literally racking our brain, trying to think of any possible way to get a miracle. And um, we got one. It was, it was incredible. We we had got our priesthood blessings. We had fasted all day, went to bed that night, determined to make a new friend or um, find a new investigator the next day. The next morning, um, Sister Cole, my companion, was hopping in the shower. And right before she got in, the phone started ringing. And it's a, a rule for missionaries that you never use your phone while your companion is out of the room. And so in order for the phone to be answered, we both had to be together. And so here I am, I'm just staring at the phone and I see that there's a number on it and we don't recognize it. It's not a contact and that's saved in our phone. And I can hear sister Cole, like stop the water. And she like, hears that the phone is ringing. And normally it's not a big deal. It's usually like another missionary who has a question or spam calls, right? Um, something that we could deal with later. But for some reason she feels this need to answer the phone. And so she's like throwing on clothes and sprinting out of the bathroom. And I'm still just staring at the phone, like watching it ring, feeling this like need to answer it. And so as soon as she comes in the room, we swipe it open. And there's a guy named David on the other end who asks to be taught. He said that missionaries contacted him five years previously and he found this book of Mormon and here was our phone number, right? It's like the classic miracle story where we prayed, we fasted and we got what we were asking for. But I can easily say there were a million times when that didn't happen, when we did pray and we did fast and we saw blessings, but very rarely was it anything to that scale of pure miracle person wanting to be taught they're golden. They have the desire that only happened maybe once or twice in my whole mission. Most of the time it was little things like my favorite restaurant 
Raleigh Bear Toes. <laughs> they had the best fish tacos on the planet. And I served around Raleigh Bear Toes for several transfers. And later on in my mission, we had a zone conference down the street from Raleigh Bertos, right? Like that was, that was a miracle to me. That was God telling me, Hey, I see you. I recognize you. And this is me saying, hang in there. you got this. Um, that was, that was the day-to-day way more meaningful moments that kind of showed me that God hadn't forgotten about me. It didn't take a miracle investigator for, for God to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. So true. I mean, I agree highly with that. And I find those kind of experiences fascinating. And I especially like how you were talking about Michelle, how you did have lots of experiences where you felt blessings, but it wasn't every single time that golden investigator or that golden like contact where you're, it really just seems to be that all these kind of things happened in the Lord's time and not your timetable. So say where the Lord seemed to think that this needed to happen at this time and that this person needed to contact you at this moment, instead of just, you know, when you thought he should. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. Totally. God's timing is God's timing. And the sooner that I figured that out, the happier I was as a missionary, especially, <laughs> but just as a child of God, just learning how to operate under his timetable has been a really huge blessing for me. Absolutely. That's awesome. So for people, Michelle, that might be in the middle of missions right now or putting in their papers or have their call and are ready to, you know, getting ready to go out. Do you have any advice to them about how they can feel better connected to God or, you know, feel that connection to him a little bit better than they would in their everyday life? Yeah, 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 for sure. I think so often we overcomplicate God's hand. I think it's, it's really easy to account for those things as, um, I mean, we call them coincidences, I guess, or just the way things fall out. Um, I think every happy thing that happens in my life comes from God. And it's just a little way to remember him. Um, I think the biggest, the like most impactful ways that I saw God's hand were the changes that I saw in myself. And so if you're looking around in the world and you don't see miracles happening outside of you, then maybe try turning around and looking inside of you and look for the miracles there. Um, I think those have been some of the more meaningful ones for me. Absolutely. Is seeing evidence that I am a new person. I changed, I became something more. And that is a miracle (laughs) for me to improve. Um, and to watch other people improve, you know, I could list off so many names of just, you know, members, friends, non-members, just people changing for the better. That is God working in your life. It doesn't have to be a phone call in the morning after fasting, it can be rally bear toes. It can be just yeah. wanting to be a little bit better today than you were yesterday. So, yeah, that's true. I like, especially how you're saying with your little favorite restaurant, um, how moments like that as well can kind of just be 
a reminder of God's love for us. I mean, for me, I, I find it, you know, in little simple things as well, where it's, I don't know, one of my favorite YouTubers posts a new video and it makes me a hap and I've had a bad day and I watch it and I just feel good about it. Or I'm studying the scriptures and it's just a scripture that just hits me and it just, you know, it, you never looked at it that way before, or, or it could be during conference when there's a conference talk that um, you're listening to live and it connects with you there. You know, it's just, there's just so many instances in our lives where God's hand is there. We might not so say, we might not so say, see it, but, um, or think that it, it automatically would be his hand, but over time, you know, it, it, we can come to that conclusion a lot better. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think for me, that's become so critical when I start like having doubts and wondering, you know, is God really there? If he is, why could things like this happen? Right. Why am I struggling? Why doesn't he hear me? Um, Those thoughts often are a result of casualness on my part of not looking for those things or not recognizing them. Um, I think just the simple act of giving thanks for those little happy moments every day makes a massive difference in my trust in God, my trust and my faith that he is looking out for me and that I can continue to expect those happy moments, those little miracles. So that's been really helpful for me. That's true. So friends out there that are listening, um, I feel like a big theme of this podcast is just that a lot of guests have talked about like Michelle today, that, in those moments of doubt, in those moments of uncertainty, you are not alone. Our Savior's there. God's there. Their hand is in your life. And even though it might not seem like it at that moment, um, if you just continue to, you know, pray to them and continue to put your life in their hands, it, you'll be able to see it a lot easier. It, it takes time. There's, and there might be times where you might not feel it but you're our father in heaven and our savior love you and they're there for you and they're going to be there in all things whether you don't whether you see it or not you know in that said moment absolutely that was beautiful all right michelle is there anything else that you kind of wanted to talk about like another really enriching experience or any more advice or anything like that Uh, I'll just leave with my testimony just to echo what you said, Leighton, that um, God cares and that he's not giving up on us. We are the ones when we choose to, we give up on him. And as we try our best, that's all he really asks. We can be promised those blessings. This little experience that I shared about my morning and the nice little row of miracles that made it possible. Um, I had thoughts going through my mind that I wasn't deserving of blessings like this. I don't really feel like I've been living any particular way that would warrant something special, you know, and I think we can really easily trip ourselves up in, um, thinking that we're not deserving, that we aren't worth it, that, that we aren't perfect. And we don't read our scriptures every day. And we don't 
you know, whatever, we're not going to Institute right now. I'm not serving a mission right now. And so we trick ourselves into thinking that we don't deserve blessings, but really that's not up to us to decide. We are simply children of a loving heavenly father and he will do as he pleases. And sometimes that means blessing you. And so learning how to accept those blessings and to thank God for them and to seek them is a lifelong skill that I think we should all be developing to really understand our relationship with our father. And obviously we should be striving to improve, to repent, to be the best versions of ourselves, but we don't have to wait for the best version of ourselves to get some help along the way and to receive love. That should be constant. No matter your behavior, you will always be the recipient of God's love. I love that. It's so true. No matter you know how it's always said, no matter how bad the sin, no matter how bad your day was, no matter anything, everybody deserves to be, to feel God's love. Everybody is God's child. Everyone is, you know, God, we are all sons and daughters of God and we all are in need of that love. And I also just feel like it's, you know, one of our other missions in life and as well, you know, in everyone's is just to make sure everybody feels that love and to be able to make sure that they feel that they can receive that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for taking time out of your day and for sharing your experiences, especially your recently returned missionary experiences to where you can be able to help those that are heading out on missions to be able to know that God will be there for them as well on their missions. My pleasure. Absolutely. Good luck to anyone who's thinking about serving a mission, serve a mission, do it. It's so good for you. <laughs> She's so right. And it, and, you know, kind of out in my case as well, I've taught, told my story on here before, no matter how long you serve or what kind of mission you serve, whether it's a proselyting mission or a service mission, it's a mission. You're going to be bringing people unto Christ. Yes. And that is the main point of a mission is to, a, bring yourself closer to Christ and then B, bring others closer to Christ. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of His Hands in All Things. Two huge shout outs I'd like to give are for Luana for designing my cover art and for Javin for composing my music. If you would like to share your story on the podcast or if you would like to reach out to me, my socials are on Facebook, His Hands in All Things, and on Instagram at His Hands in All Things. Or you can email me at His Hands in All Things at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I hope that you have a great rest of your week.